0: This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Wrexham won, Torquay United won on what was well, a remarkable day of course with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney at the ground after a whirlwind exhausting week in which so many fantastic things have happened, so many wonderful images have been recorded and the depth of their passion for the club was was laid bare for all to see. The game itself, well, for the first hour was the triumphant occasion we dreamed it would be. The last half hour gave us a cause for concern, and maybe that sums up the campaign so far. Maybe it sums up the match uh, as well in terms of the whole day, because although 99% of it was fantastic, there also was some despicable behaviour by some people masquerading as Wrexham fans in the Wrexham end. Um, They are not new to the club, and I'm glad to see the club put out a firm and strong statement against them. People throwing bottles at other people are not welcome at Wrexham Football Club. People behaving so vilely are not welcome at Wrexham Football Club. People who are shouting obscene insults at Torquay fans while their owners who are on the pitch are not interested in the club they're interested in themselves and how they can draw attention to themselves they must all be banned Uh, i'm delighted to see that the police and the club will be going through cctv cameras i sincerely hope there'll be quite a few season tickets made available for real fans by the time we play at the racecourse again But enough of that, because I don't really want to focus on that at all. The football were actually made four changes, interesting ones too. Rob Lane came back in goal in place of Christian Dibble, who of course had never a happy time of it at Maidenhead. At the back, a really interesting move, because Sean Brisley, who's enjoyed a, a good week in the team, was replaced by Harry Lennon. Now, okay, Brisley made an error for the second Maidenhead goal, but I think also it was because the on-loan Torquay striker Armstrong is very, very quick, scored on his debut in midweek, and Lennon's pace would turn out to be crucial in handling him. I think that's why he got the nod. Elsewhere in the pitch, well, of course, Paul Mullen was suspended after the mistaken identity that led to Bryce O'Hanna's Hosanna. Evans' red card on Tuesday was cleared up and so Jordan Davis stepped up into the hole and James Jones came in to replace him alongside Ben Toza. and up front interestingly Dior Angus who's put a good shift in on his own up front since Jake Hyde's injury was replaced by Jordan Ponticelli and Wrexham got off to the dream Stars. Long throw from the left by Bentoza. Aaron Hayden jumped for it at the near post, it just cleared him but he caused enough confusion to make sure the defenders didn't get to it either, and it bounced through to Harry Lennon, who standing six yards out, Hit the most magnificent half volley on the pivots into the top left corner. A glorious finish. I was chatting to him afterwards and he said he took a swing at it. He did not take a swing at it. It felt like a proper predatory six-yard box striker's finish. His first goal for the club, and uh, although close in, a uh, work of beauty. And Wrexham were ahead and continued to press on and dominate in a very impressive first-half performance. We were predicating our play on... Strong, intelligent pressing, and in doing that, Ponticelli, McAlinden, Davis, and Hosanna, and to be fair, James Jones as well, stepping up and went deeper, were absolutely outstanding. Torquay, the number of times they lost the ball on their own half was remarkable again. McAlinden gave a right back, nightmares. Ponticelli's work rate and movement was through the roof, it genuinely was. And Torquay were getting caught out and were getting panicky more and more. Within a minute of that goal, Toza nearly set another goal up with a throw in in his own half. French had just taken a throw about 30 yards out from the Wrexham goal, which was headed out for another. French was going to take it again. Then suddenly the skipper sprinted up to him, grabbed the ball off him and hurled it down the line with real distance. And put Jordan Davis around the back of the defence. It was bouncing awkwardly for Davis. He did really well to improvise a little hooked flick inside. And Poncecelli was one on one with the keeper unfortunately for him the bounce again was unkind and as he tried to bring it down he wasn't able to and the ball was cleared a couple of minutes later Torquay had uh, their first chance of the half and wait for it it was from a long throw dean moxie is there uh, ben Tozer equivalent and he slung in a long throw, it was flicked on at the near post off the top of Hayden's head. Lawless tried to get in, as a big foot in by Ben Tozer, ever so well to stop him from hitting the shot from close range. And Lemon Alsh Evans, outstanding player by four, picked it up outside the box, drilled a shot which he didn't really properly get hold of and it dribbled wide of the post for a goal kick. But Lainton was unsighted because there were so many bodies in the box, and if he'd managed to put it about a yard to the left, it probably would have rolled in without Lainton having a chance to do anything about it. However, Wrexham were quickly back on the front front. Tozer with a really good tackle, feeding Jordan uh, Davis, who held the ball up well. The cross was swept in and ricocheted out to James Jones, who really walloped a shot. It looked on target. A deflection changed the trajectory and took some pace off it, and Mcalinden, six yards out, stretched, couldn't quite reach it for would have been an easy finish, and the ball heading towards the bottom left corner was really well saved by McDonald. Did ever so well to watch the deflection to keep an eye on Mcalinden's lunge and then dive late and put a hand on it and put it round the post. A real escape for Torquay. Then another bit of pressure. Toes are doing well after McAlinden had worked down the left-hand side to dig out across towards the near post. Ponticelli in front of the near post couldn't quite switch his head around or not and headed it wide from six yards out. Then French and Ponticelli uh, worked a a neat little combination around the corner corner flag. Hosanna swung across in. Davis hit a shot which was blocked, but when it came... Back out, the cross came back in. Davis got up, nodded the ball down. Uh, couldn't get enough purchase on it to really couple, trouble the keeper from six yards. Ponticelli lunging in, nearly managed to nip in ahead of the keeper and get a touch which would have deflected and passed him, but not quite. So Wrexham <coughs> knocking away at the door, but again, frustratingly, we got that first goal. It's all 14 games we scored in this season now. Only once since we joined the Football League have we managed to score in more of our opening games, if you see what I mean. In 1929, we scored in our first 17 um but we'd have d- real difficult to get in the second it seems we kept pushing on McElindon swinging in a- across Ponticelli just couldn't quite reach it the ball came back out and then it was swept in again flicked backwards by Davis and the ball dropped on the edge of there where James Jones looked like he was lining up a shot It was clattered into in the d a free kick which Davis put over the bar looking for the top right corner and- <coughs> A minute later, Wrexham after them again. Ponticelli again feeding back Linden. A super pullback. James Jones running onto it. Looked like he had a glorious chance from 12 yards out. A lunging tackle from behind him by Lemonaut Evans. Initially looked like a penalty... I've got to be honest, at the time I really thought it was a penalty, but then I thought, well, Jones isn't even asking for anything, and having seen the video back here, yeah, the ref was right to give a corner. Le Manage Evans tried an exceptionally dangerous tackle, jumping in from behind in the penalty area, and he won it at full stretch cleanly. Brilliant tackle by Le Manage Evans and saved a goal. And a minute or so later, he was shown his qualities at the other end, receiving the ball after a good spell of torquey pressure on the edge of Wrexham's area, cutting in for the left flank, and hitting a curler from the top, aiming for the top right corner, which just missed the target. But it was Wrexham who finished a half on top. McLinden swinging in another dangerous cost. Ponticelli again attacking it and just beaten to it underneath the bar. So a great 1st half performance by Wrexham. But not that many clear-cut chances. And only the one goal to show for it was a bit of a concern. Wrexham well, started the second half pretty well. There was a lovely flick by Davis that sent Ponticelli running at the defence. He could have played Hosanna in. Instead, he tried to shot from 20 yards, as well blocked as it was heading goal-bound. And then a moment that felt a little bit like a turning point in some way, whether it was or not. In the 56th minute, Rexham again, really piling on the pressure. Hosanna driving down the right, going on a little zigzagging run, which initially seemed to be going nowhere. He was doubled up on. And then he poked the ball between the two Torquay defenders, accelerated, cut back in, pulled off a nutmeg, and was in the box, right round the back, a glorious position. The player in nutmeg, Moxie, turned around, ran behind him and clipped him. It was a penalty. At the time, it looked a cast-iron penalty. Having looked back at the video, it's a cast-iron penalty. Um, whether Moxie intends to kick him or not, I think it's a different matter. But the fact is, Susanna's in a great position, and Moxie coming back catches his fuss. It's a penalty. The referee didn't give it. Absolutely astonishing day- decision. Uh, Phil Parkinson was booked for his protests. I am inclined to agree with Parkinson in his post-match statement that the referee maybe felt that he had to show he was strong and not frightened of the crowd, so he didn't give us the decision in front of the home end. Frustration for Wrexham. Nearly got caught out there a minute later when a long ball was played down the left-hand side and Armstrong got a chance to use that pace I was talking about. But luckily for Exxon Lennon got to use the pace that he was selected for to go against Armstrong with. And he accelerated across the pitch and pulled off a breathtaking sliding tackle to stop the assault. However, the game was changing. And in a way, that incident was an illustration of that. Because Torquay changed their shape. They went to three at the back. Initially, it had been a 4-3-3. And left three up front. They stopped passing out from the back because Wrexham were just catching them out and not allowing them to do it. Went more direct, bypassed Wrexham's press, and it worked, and the game changed. And the last, what, 30 minutes of the game were completely different in nature. Wrexham started looking tired. We weren't effective in getting the ball back off them. However, we did defend well. We defended our penalty area well, so the game completely changed in nature. We were no longer able to get on the front foot and get at them. We wanted to, but we just couldn't. Um, and we had to dig in. And it looked like we were going to be able to do that because the only real chance that talk made in the second half, apart from a... a a decent cross in that that Moore couldn't quite get hold of was the equaliser in the 84th minute a good breakdown on the right hand side Wrexham allowed themselves to be outnumbered in the middle the ball was driven in and Lemonel Evans beat Moore to it to head it in from close range Leighton, absolutely no chance and Wrexham was stunned we had one last attempt on goal another of throwing four minutes from the end, slung into the box, Lennon making good contact with his head, but not able to keep the header down or in on target. And Wrexham, in the end, maybe were glad that Torquay were happy with the equaliser because they had gained the initiative. The reasons why this happened, I think there were twofold. I think Wrexham got tired because we were pressing so hard. And my... Maybe the solution for me is to bring the subs on a little earlier. We brought on Angus for Ponschelli after 75 minutes, which seemed a sensible move. Ponschelli had run himself into the ground, although I must say he's still looked quite sprightly, um, but I'm sure that was a pre-planned move. Then in the 81st minute, Hosanna came off and Jarvis came on. And then in the 87th minute, good to see Luke Young making an early return from injury to replace James Jones. Just wonder if we could have shifted those changes forwards 10 minutes when, when we started to look leggy. I wondered as well maybe if a couple of those players, uh, Jones and Hosanna as well as Ponticelli, especially Jones, maybe looked like they did have the 90 minutes in them, uh, because Jordan Davis, who played very very well, looked really tired the last quarter of an hour, and I couldn't help wondering whether maybe we should have given him a rest, and uh, like I said, maybe change a bit earlier in order to refresh, because the fact is that we we didn't manage to change the other issue, we didn't really change to take into account that talkie had changed their approach and had taken control of the game i'm not a big plan b man i'm not saying we rip it up and do something completely different So i admit Torquay did and it, it posed us problems but i would ask whether maybe we can be able to just make the, the all, small alterations in style that allow us to cope with the new challenge put in our uh, in our face having said that i mean i, I i've To put it in context, I think there's a real sense of frustration and deflation after the match because we should have won it and it faded away. The truth is, we restricted them to one good chance in the match, but they took it because it was a very good chance. Uh, Shame that one chance came, um, but we had enough pressure and possession to score more than one goal. That maybe was the issue. Looking at performances, well, Lainton had nothing to do. Couldn't help the goal, had nothing else to do. Uh, Across the back, well, at at right back again, French looked aggressive and good. I mean, he was up against some good players who were direct, and you know, I I thought he did well holding them up. He used his pace well to hold them up. He was beaten once and a cross came in, but generally, defensively, and going forwards, French was good and solid. And the left hand side record occasionally squandered possession. He, He tends to want to play the ball down line very early, and maybe that's not quite the right thing to do, uh, but he was pretty solid, enough on the left-hand side, Lennon was absolutely outstanding, defended superbly, never mind the goal, which is a beauty, but he defended absolutely magnificently, if the idea was to deal with Armstrong, well, you know, kudos to Parkinson, got that call exactly right, he did brilliantly, and then Hayden alongside him continues, look very impressive in a back four, massive, combative, aggressive centre-back, exactly what you need, in this level of play, and higher, in midfield a double pivot james jones worked tirelessly he really did put in an excellent shift um maybe you know in a three he has a bit more chance to try and move the ball forwards but he certainly was working hard and got into some good shooting positions of course one of which was a shout for the penalty the other which was deflected and mclinton nearly managed to put in and alongside him Toza again wins a lot of balls in midfield it's really noticeable when you look at the highlights, how many attacks start off because toes has won the ball back in the centre of the pitch. Good, big, strong bloke who's got a decent left foot on him in the middle of the pitch. Again, is a useful tool to have. The second line were excellent. I thought McAllister man of the match. Uh, just utterly tireless, just constantly tackling back, tackling back, getting crosses in, cutting inside to try and be a goal threat. He's still waiting for his first goal. I can't understand how. He's he's really made a terrific start. Uh, I thought he did really, really well. Davis, in the hole, likewise, was inventive, looked to get a couple of shots off, and also joined in very effectively in the press. And Hosanna's pace scared the Torquay defence. He won a penalty, which wasn't given. Um, and again, his energy fighting to win the ball back, I think that is Hosanna's position, quite frankly. And um, Teams are going to get punished by him at some point in the season. Up front, kudos to Jali. Again, terrific amount of work he got through. Intelligent use of the ball. Battle with the centre backs, Won the ball back on a number of occasions. Did ever so well. Angus, I thought, looked quite lively as well when he came on for him as well. I think both of them, despite not making many starts, have had bright starts to the season. Uh, Jarvis struggled to get into the game. Can't blame him for that. <coughs> because, talk he knocking it long, it wasn't maybe his type of game. And there's only nine minutes left when he came on. And likewise, good to see Young come on. Didn't have much of a chance to really do anything, but yeah it's a shame it's a shame we didn't win it it's a shame we didn't give the owners three points to celebrate uh, but they've seen a lot of enthusiasm and passion in the crowd and on the pitch and that's got to be a good thing with the final score of Wrexham 1 Talkie United 1 I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC this is the final whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team